Greetings to all the listeners on Wave 94. This is Bill Harbour back in the studio. And we're going to be talking about the most recent RTG, a Wild at Heart Boot Camp. And I've got two guests with me today who've attended the last two of them. It's uh, Terry Bartell and his son, Sam Bartell. Appreciate you guys being here. So we recently had another Return to Glory Boot Camp. This happened out at Anchored Camp in Old Town, Florida. This last 20 to 23 April, it was more powerful than the last one. Now, these two guys, Sam and Terry, who are with me today, they had attended the one last year in April, and they came back as staff this year. Remember, the Return to Glory Boot Camp is a Wild at Heart retreat based on the book Wild at Heart. This was my 18th one. I have seen so many men find freedom, just like I did. Back in 2006, that's why I keep doing it. I've also found that the blending of the larger story is what we talk about with the principles of recovery and celebrate recovery has been synergistic. It's been magnified. It's been leveraged to each other. And that's kind of the story of my life and actually the story of Terry and Sam's because that's why I first met them. Terry, you've been to two boot camps now, your first one in 2022 and this recent one. What was your biggest message? What would you share with the listeners? Why should a man attend this? Actually, somebody asked me that, and he was like on the fence. Should I go or should I not go? I said, you know what? When I left there, I felt like I came home and I just spent time with the father. Mm. The whole time I was there, I was disconnected with the phone, the messaging, the life, the 300 emails. Just turn it off and connect with God. Oh my goodness. What a, what a feeling. And the second go around, it was the same way. I wouldn't really want to say it was the father that time. It's more like the spirit this time. I was just wow. in awe with the spirit. Wow. Sam, you got anything on that one? Whenever I first went, the big takeaway with me was I got the closest to the spirit I'd ever been. I'd heard his voice the clearest at the first retreat than I'd ever heard it before. That was an amazement, really. I was like, that's crazy how just the park and the prayer and everything that goes on at this retreat is bringing that up in me. The quietness, the being able to hear and being able to listen clearly. The second time was just as good just because of the fact that after the first, that spirit never went away. He stayed with me and he continued talking with me the way that he did at the first retreat. So at the second retreat, it was refueling Refueling. that fire inside of me, inside of the people that I knew that were coming. It was refueling the fire and being ready to go out and be what God wanted me to be. And Mm -hmm. whenever he wants me to be that, I try to be that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been to 18 of these and I always get a takeaway myself. This most recent venue for the Return to Glory Boot Camp was located at Anchored Camp in Old Town, Florida. And the auditorium, the uh, conference hall where we presented this thing is right next to the Suwannee River. And it's got roll up doors on three sides. And so we rolled up the doors all the way around and the river was what, 75 feet out the side. Just the most gorgeous rippling, you know, sound of water and egrets and birds. You know, I've heard the phrase. It's so true that beauty heals. So we're coming there for healing. We're going to the source of all healing 
to restore our hearts and to do it in a place like that, in a, a venue that was so gorgeous. It was just wonderful. So I want to plug that. The Return to Glory Boot Camp is coming back this 12 to 15 October 2023. Registration is open. More information there on the website, rtgministries.org, rtgministries.org. You talked about your biggest takeaways. Uh, Sam, how has it affected your relationships? The relationship between myself, my father, and both my parents, really, has been rekindled a little bit and helped because I've always been an angry chap with God's spirit inside of me that's slowly starting to leave. Some of it is. With other relationships, I'm starting to recognize that I'm giving these people, I'm, I'm feeding them the wrong stuff and that I need to feed them the spirit, not this other stuff. What's the other stuff? Stuff that they don't need to have, like unhealthy, not very good boundaries. Mm. So I'm feeding them what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. Mm -hmm. And what turning that on its head does, it allows me to be more realistic with them and allows me to be honest with them. And it's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And that really does help me in the grand scheme of things because I get to see who are really my friends and who just wants the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, in my journey of healing, which Celebrate Recovery and the 12 Steps happened really concurrently with the larger story, is I found in my codependence that I get my validation from others. I let them, their opinion of me or everything that they would think of me, or I'm worried about what they think of me. The significant example about that is my wife. And if she's happy, I'm happy. If she's unhappy, I'm unhappy. Well, that just puts me on the tail of a whip. And through the larger story and through understanding that I receive my validation from God in what He thinks of me, uh, we have a term for that in the retreat called the new name. What does God really say about, what does He really think about you? Just the other day, I caught myself when my wife was a little upset with me, I caught myself handing my validation to her. And when I give her the power to validate me, I give her the power to invalidate me. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want to help her and please her and support her and love her, but I don't have to have her answer my question. You know, do I have what it takes, my validation? And I catch that and I go, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, this ain't right. And so I back off and listen to Jesus and, and remind myself of what he has told me over and over about myself. And it just resets. It resets the relationship so much better than I used to. And it, the way it changed my relationships is it improved my relationships with my children, my two daughters. It re improved the relationship with my wife and improved my relationship with myself because my relationship vertically with Christ became so real and so strong and so present and so active. That was my experience with relationships. Uh, Terry, you were talking about a few other takeaways that you had from this retreat. Where should I start? I was so much. Yeah, you know? right. I, I tell you what, I, I want to share this experience. I believe it was um, Friday evening. We're just flipped on the first video in the boot camp. John Eldridge just loves to give us a visual and a movie clip. Oh, my goodness. So we have these wonderful movie clips to help give us that visual. The visual was the beginning of the story, mm -hmm. act one. 
And in Act 1, we're talking about the Trinity, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So he puts on this clipping of the Mohicans in the very beginning of the movie. They're running through the woods. They're, you know, hunting a deer. But it was like a combined effort of the three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was just being shown there. They're barefoot running through the woods kind of thing and with a purpose. And that got done. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is so real. In the corner of my eye, a gaggle of egrets, you know, just think of a white crane or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're all hovering over the Swanee River, like it says in the scripture, is hovering over the, in Genesis. And it was like, wow. If you ever read Father by God by John Eldridge, who talks about a kiss from God. Wow, what a kiss from God. And I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit there every evening. What fellowship. And I, I got to kick this in also the, in relationships. I find these venues like I'm ministry leader over in um, First Baptist Quincy for our Celebrate Recovery there. Doors open hopefully in September. So look forward to that. But what I find in, in these venues like RTG and Celebrate Recovery, we have walks from all different kind of lives. And um, you talk about diversity. Well, there's spiritual diversity. we got people that are Catholic, Baptist, Pentecostal backgrounds that come in. And we all, with our background, come in here. And it seems like, boom, we just shrink towards the middle of the hub and we concentrate on Jesus. Seems like we're closer to the hub, we're closer to Jesus. When we go off in our denominations, we go on the outside that wheel and the further right. the further we get away from each other. But these venues kind of just really shrink us down and help us concentrate on God. And I really love these venues like that where I feel so much growth just being around other believers. Right. And it, I don't want the people from my church. I want the other people to come in. Yeah, That's, right. Well, you know, I found in, in my years, I've been going to Celebrate Recovery now for 17 years. And what is the beautiful essence at the center that makes it a place of healing? The first thing is everybody comes in broken. And for some reason, they're there looking for healing. And then there is a built-in safety. There's anonymity and confidentiality. And everyone gets to tell their stories at the rate they want to. People love them and respect them. And eventually they grow. I have seen so many people grow in my journey. They've seen me grow. And it's this miracle of shared intimacy, which really builds relationships. That's how it happens. It gets so real. Because we know each other there. And then we grow into a place where we're now leading others and helping others. It's just a miraculous organism called Celebrate Recovery. Speaking of CR in Tallahassee, the Celebrate Recovery that us three, me and Terry and Sam, are members of and leaders at, meets at Killarney United Methodist Church every Friday. It begins at 6 p.m. for dinner, 7 p.m. for large group, and stays all the way till uh, 9 p.m. There's intimacy, safety, and healing there. Killarney United Methodist is at 2800 Shamrock at the Roundabout in Killarney States. Again, KUMC CR meets at Fridays at 6 p.m. The one that you're starting up in September 2023 is going to meet on Mondays, and that's at First Baptist Church in Quincy. You can get details on that at the website firstbaptistquincy.com. The mystery and the beauty of CR 
is so blended with uh, when people come together in the 12 steps and find healing, that's where rich and deep, safe relationships. Honestly, my experience in my church on Sunday is people come in and show up, but there's no deep connection. I don't say no. I'm sure there is at other places, but I don't see it as much as in my group. God has told me to take this message of intimacy and healing in the steps into other places. But the thing about Celebrate Recovery is everybody, anybody with a hurt habit or hang up is welcome. Some people would think, well, recovery, 12 steps, that means you're an alcoholic or a broken down drug addict. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everybody's got a hurt habit or hang up. Uh, I have a friend who came in there and doesn't really know what his problem is. He's in, in recovery for insanity. Man, aren't we all? So it was this venue that first brought us together and this venue, which continues through the heart of the larger story. Now, you were talking, Terry, about the larger story, and I got to recommend some books from John Eldridge. First of all, the cornerstone of this retreat is the book Wild at Heart. That's for men. And there's a companion book by John Eldridge and Stacy Eldridge called Captivating. That's the key to unlocking a woman's heart. So after men, after you've read Wild at Heart to begin this journey, pick up Captivating and try to figure out what your wife is like, and that will really help you. The larger story, we talked about Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, Act 4. That's described in a a wonderful little book, a short book named Epic. There's more out there. Everything he's written has spoken to me in so many ways, like fathered by God. The movie clips we show at the retreat, I just discovered recently uh, in a book called The Other Half of Church, which talks about the whole brain. And it was written by a discipleship pastor and a neurosurgeon. And what they discovered was that for any lasting change to occur, and aren't we all after lasting change to improve ourselves and get rid of our, of our hurts, habits, and hangups? For lasting change to occur, both halves of the brain need to be engaged. Now, we men normally operate in the left half of the brain, and it's more of the concrete side, the logical side. Now, this is a gross generalization. I'm not a neurosurgeon. But on the right brain is the intuitive or the feeling or the emotive side. They've discovered that for lasting change to occur, you have to get both brains. You have to engage the right brain as two. Now, I often say I'm a man in search of my heart. What it seems like actually is I'm actually a man in search of my right brain to light that up with feeling and emotion. Now, here's my point. As we go through this retreat, there's some really powerful movie clips that we use to illustrate a point. And that's when I started crying. And that's what's so very powerful about this retreat. The Wild at Heart Boot Camp is coming 12 to 15 October 2023. Registration at rtgministries.org. Now, this larger story has affected my walk. The larger story being especially we're in phase three, the battle of the heart, battle for the heart. Does that seem like reality to you guys these days? Sam? Um. Battle for the heart is, it's a, it's, it's a battle. What I find myself doing is I will be trying to talk to God and I'll hear this small voice, but I'm like, that's not God. Mm. There's a part inside of me that's like, that's not God. He wouldn't say that. Mm. He wouldn't allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. And I have to go to God and I have to be like, is this you? And he's like, no. And I have to cast that away from me. Because if I don't cast that demonic force away from me, then 
I will be led down a path that I need not be walking on. Going to RTG, getting refueled allows me to have a more connection with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying church doesn't do that for me. It does a little bit, but RTG is on a different level. So is CR. CR is on a different level of connection because the Holy Spirit just takes control and talks. Right. At RTG, that really does refuel my engines. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to keep going. And it allows me to continue doing what God wants me to do and fighting against the devil instead of just saying, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And doing whatever he wants me to do, I'm fighting back mm-hmm. and trying to retake my heart. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dad? Do you have anything on this? <laughs> you know, I'm sitting back here and I'm like, well, you know, the, the battle is epic, man. And if you know you're in it, you know you're in it. And if you don't think you're in it, guess what? You're in it. You know, the battle for the heart and, and just, you know, the, talking about seeing that that storyline in the movies and sometimes I don't think to look for it, but when I do, I, I actually do see it right. ever, ever so slightly in the nutshell, good versus evil. But it seems like there's always a tearing and, um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. One of the things I brought away from that was the battle for the heart. So they sometimes talk about the father wound or whatever at, uh, return mm-hmm. to glory. And this is a little bit more vulnerable. Long story short, there was a moment in my life when my dad was gone for a while. My brother passed away. He came back home. I was looking for validation. And we need validation. We need somebody to come up and say, I love you. Hug you. It's going to be okay. We're going to make it through. A piece of him died when my little brother died. Mm. And the same man that went with him down to Shans was not the same person that came back. That's what I came to realize wow. is that, you know, and of course, you know, I can forgive him of this and, you know, it's just part a phase. I'm, I'm sure any parent that goes through a loss is, you know, they really, but you got to take it and remember to be that mother chick and just bring the rest of mom back in. You gotta, you gotta continue to put those loving arms out and, and give that uh, validation of love. So that was something I took from the second one. The first one, um, it was some other stuff. And I came back home and I called my wife. I was like, hey, we got, we're changed men over here. We're not the same people mm-hmm. coming home anymore. Mm-hmm. And the second go around, it was more like, you know, we went in there and we polished our shield and sharpened our sword. We got our helmet of salvation back on straight. And it really felt good to actually take a breather from the battle. At mm-hmm. RTG, you can do this. Mm. Wow. I'm so grateful that you guys are talking about spiritual warfare, the not listening to the voice of the enemy. You know, we talk about the larger story, the great epic stories, all the stories you love, the movies, for example. Um, they all feature some sort of struggle between good and evil. They all have a villain. And why does every great epic movie that you love, why do they all have a villain? Because your story does. The sooner we act like it and figure that out, Sam, I was really encouraged to hear how you're detecting the voice of the enemy that's not affirming and wouldn't tell you what God would do. And sometimes we'll believe that. A friend of mine came back from the treat and he had found how he had made agreements when he was very young. So did I. 
my agreement when my mother died, I was abandoned. My, my wound was abandonment. My, my mother died when I was 15 and my father died of Agent Orange when I was 26. So I ran off into my flight suit in Silver Wings world in the Air Force seeking validation behind that flight suit in Silver Wings. But my agreement was, it's all up to me. Nobody will follow me. Nobody's here to guide me. Nobody's here to protect me. I am all alone. And that's the way I lived the next 45 years. And it was later until I did find that he was near me all the time and he wants to talk to me, lead me, guide me, protect me and give me the weapons and the tools and the defenses to fight this war that I go, oh, my gosh, I this is huge. And the love that came with that. Uh, so many people uh, talk about a father wound, which is why it's so cool to have a father son on this trip. Because so many wounds are given to the men through their fathers. Me, I know I wounded my children. It's not if, it's how much. But that restoration that I've been taught now through the steps to make amends, through the love with them, it's just opening up a whole new world of healing throughout my life, throughout so many others' lives. And that's why I was trying to bring a lot of men in the recovery world to this retreat, because it's really so powerful a journey. Learning how to silence the voice of the enemy in our lives and listen to God. You see, from things that happen, we make agreements. We believe lies about ourselves that were lies. And it's during this retreat we get to examine some of those and get in a quiet moment with the Father when he says, Oh, no, I never left you alone. I've always been with you. This is the enemy. That was not me. Those are some of the most beautiful experiences. And, you know, during the retreat, around about Friday night, Saturday morning, have you seen the look on the men's eyes now that you've been? You you had that look on your eyes Saturday, Friday, right? What was that experience like seeing these guys go through this journey? It is actually remarkable, especially on the last day. You could feel like this present of, oh, you know, we made it through or undeniable little smile on the face that you get from eating candy bar that you, <laughs> or whatever it is that just, you know, there, there's that inner happiness that happens. So I, I think it's kind of interesting, you know, going through the book work and such. And you was talking about agreements and, oh, man, I mean, I've swallowed one hook, line and, and sinker. That, you know, those things get buried deep inside of me sometimes. And it takes a lot to, I think the devil knows they're down in there too. And he right. brings them up the worst opportune moment. And, and then whenever something like just so happened to happen, it just kind of affirms this agreement. And it's not true. It's not true. The other thing is, is I remember on the first go around, my son, Sam, and I can't say we have the best father-son relationship. We, you know, we're not bad. We, we can be fifth to cuff sometimes, you know, a little uh-huh. bit hard-headed and, and such, but on both sides. But you know what? I, I reached over there and, and just tears pouring down my eyes. I said, Sam, I release you of any agreement mm-hmm. that, you know, you think I put on you. And he said the same to me in a nutshell. And then it just felt like this big whoosh came across. And there was this release between him and I. And wow. so it was remarkable. And then later on, I did the same thing with my wife. I, I didn't waste any time there. Wow. I, I, I probably need to say that to her again. So, Nicole, wow. if you're out there. 
listening, <laughs> I release you of any agreements. So you've heard us talk about agreements here, which was one of the journeys that we unpacked in the retreat. And in the terms of the spiritual warfare, uh, we get all these messages often when we're young, but even today when we're adults, because of the way that we look at a world. It can be a relationship failure. It can be a business failure. It can be anything. And when we believe something about ourselves that is not true, then we buy into a lie from the enemy as a tool of the enemy who wants to destroy us and deflate us and diminish us and take our legs out from under us. That's what we call an agreement. It's a lie given to us, not by God, but by the enemy that we believe is truth. Example for me was that when I found myself uh, after the death of my mother, I began the agreement and started running faster. And then my death of my father years later, I just ran really fast and said, it's all up to you. Your success is all up to you. And I just treated life like I'm all alone. Even when I came to God in that process, I didn't really believe he was present and able to help me. A friend of mine just described an agreement as a seven-year-old when he did something and his mother got very mad at him and that affected him deeply with a personal distance and he felt the mother never loved him after that and he made the agreement throughout his life that women won't love me and he can never get close to him and he recently identified that and broke that in the power of God. So these lies that the enemy presents to us in a place we're vulnerable, especially when we're young and we can be vulnerable as adults, when we say, this is what's true to me, I'm not acceptable, I always will be a failure, it'll never be enough that I can never please anyone, that I'll never be wanted and I'll never be loved or X, fill in the blank. God never said that. He says the contrary. It's the enemy who feeds you that line. And we bought it, like you said, Terry, with a hook, line, and sinker. We swallowed the hook. So in this journey, we dive into these agreements and have to go way back, almost with open heart surgery, and identify them and renounce them and seek the truth and bathe ourselves in Jesus' healing and his light to renounce and dismantle and basically get these agreements out of our spirit. Did that sound accurate? You got anything to add? Um, I would say that whenever I was a kid, much younger, probably like five, six, I, I scuffed up my arm and I started to cry. And my dad at some point in that called me a mother, mama's boy. And from that, and I've realized in the future now, that because of that, that is what caused me to kill off all the emotion. I don't allow myself to cry. Uh. I have not allowed myself to cry since about that age. Uh. I still, to this day, have trouble crying whenever anybody's going through pain. And I want to cry and be with my friends if they're struggling with something, but I literally can't make myself do it. Uh-huh. And I've asked Father before, I'm like, why can't I cry? And God says, because you don't want to. And you're not allowing yourself to. You're not allowing yourself. The agreement would be that showing emotion is bad. That is true, yes. And showing emotion that way, that form of emotion, is, what's the word? I'm Vulnerability? Here. Vulnerability is basically not acceptable. Yes, okay, there's your agreement. You can't be vulnerable. 
And I can be vulnerable with my friends, but I just can't cry. I can't show that level of vulnerability. Well, well, that's that's good. And that's part of this journey to unpack these things. And it's kind of a long journey. We have to go in our history, which is the beautiful thing. What we do in recovery is we write down our life story. We go through all these events and hand them to Jesus and and investigate them, unpack them with a room with very loving, kind, committed saints that will help us through that. By the way, we're going to tell you this retreat is coming back. The Return to Glory Boot Camp is coming back to Anchor Camp this 12 to 15 October 2023, the 12th through the 15th of October this year. Registration at rtgministries.org. I want to mention that Celebrate Recovery is going to be opening a new program in Quincy at First Baptist Quincy. Uh, firstbaptistquincy.com is the website. The doors will be open on Mondays, and that happens in September. Yes. And Sam and Terry are going to be leaders over there. And Sam and Terry are also leaders with me at uh, the Celebrate Recovery, which is now ongoing. Killarn United Methodist Church in Tallahassee. It's at 2800 Shamrock. Dinner at 6. Large group starts at 7. And that's where uh, so much healing occurs. So I want you to invite you to join us for any of those. And if you haven't read the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, pick it up. It'll tell you what we're talking about. Get the book Captivating for Your Wife. That'll also do it. We are talking about the last retreat. I'm here with Sam Bartell and Terry Bartell, who have the first time they were just attendees. And now they've come back on the team as staff. To the audience, why would you tell them to attend? What was the big thing that you walked away with? What would you say to a man on the street to encourage him that this experience is for every man? Sam? I think that it will, and I know this for myself, that it changed my look at Jesus and the way that I observe him Mm -hmm. and his spirit and the way that I talk to and refer to him. Completely different. It allowed me to see a more true way of looking at that. Not only that, it brought up a lot of pain from my past that was able to be healed. Right. That Celebrate Recovery did touch on, but it didn't touch on nearly as much as Uh Celebrate Recovery than it did at RTG. Wow. You will become back a different man, a better man. Uh No matter what you're coming in as, if you're a wonderful man coming in, you'll be better. And I can promise that to you. Uh, as I was handing out the cards to recruitment, I'd look at the wives and say, I give you the money back guarantee, all right? <laughs> what do you think, Terry? If you're in Christianity, you know that just getting saved isn't the end of the story. Right. If you're not growing with God day by day, reading the scriptures, we really push that and, re- and celebrate recovery, read scriptures, get some alone time with God on a daily basis. But if you're not doing this, if, if you're not connecting, you don't see where you fit and God's plan. Come to return to glory and see what is all and, and it's revealed. This bigger story is revealed. What's going on around us? A lot of times we, What's going on around us, Bill? I got my day job starts in another 15 minutes. I'm supposed to return to work. What's Uh going on around? He's got a mowing job. You know, we got all these plans. I got to pick up an RV later on this week. I got, I think it was John Piper that says, God is doing 10,003 things in your life, and you might only know three of them. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, so when you come to return to glory, 
it, it's really just a good moment to to connect and build that relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, is so worth it. Yeah, and shut out the noise. Yes. Put your cell phones down. Yes. Soak up the beauty. Soak up the message. Yes. You almost got to get away and isolate to make this happen, which is what makes the fertile ground to allow this to happen. We're talking about Return to Glory Boot Camp coming back 12 to 15 October in this year. RTGministries.org. And back to a term about this healing. I've heard it called Isaiah 61 restoration. Now they're referring to when Jesus, in the opening message of his ministry, uh, stood up in the synagogue and read from Isaiah 61. And this is recorded in Luke 4. And the main points of what Jesus said, he says, I have come to restore the brokenhearted, to release the prisoners from their chains, to restore sight to the blind. And the point is that all of that is available now before being declared sinless so we can go into heaven, okay? So this gospel is not about just making it into heaven. It's about being restored in the here and now. And that's what so many people are walking around in chains and not having vision and their hearts are broken. And this is available now on this side of heaven. Isaiah 61 restoration, which is exactly what this is about, whether it be recovery or the larger story, to find that freedom now. So if anybody out there is brokenhearted and walking around in chains and a little bit blind, I still haven't got all my vision back, but we're working it, aren't we, Sam and Terry? We're finding that vision. Yes, yes. So we have been in the studio today. This is Bill Harper. I'm a man in search of my heart, and I've been in the studio with Sam Bartell and Terry Bartell, a father-son team who've been working with me as staff for the next retreat as well. Guys, I want to thank you for coming in here with me to share your stories with me. And uh, let's just uh, let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask that you would find the men to be at this place. Bring the ones who need to be restored, the ones with broken hearts, the ones that need to find their eyes open to see this world like you've done for us. Jesus, we pray these things and all the authority in your name. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.